It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Fight! Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills and Mike along with Joey Medor. And we got you up until 7 o'clock today on the Sports Fan presented by JK Contracting. 6.06 on the clock on this 6th day of October. 68 degrees and sunny outside here in southeast Ohio. Joey, it's it's been a rough one in region I guess 27 right now. I mean, the Division 7 teams are dropping like flies in the OHSA, OHSAA playoffs. Uh, you know, we just learned that, uh, we learned earlier today, that Eastern does advance in the postseason. Uh, the Eastern Eagles will then have Caldwell coming up, not this week, but next week. Reedsville Eastern was the 11 seed. They would have had uh, Sakotoville. I say that one right this time? I believe it's Sayotoville. Sayotoville? I mean, neither of us are locals, but I'm fairly certain I've been corrected on that one. Sayotoville. Sayotoville. I mean, it, Again, it was just like yesterday when we were doing this. All right, I don't ben- talk talk about it. Bengals. I I remembered it, and I think we got it. But uh, Caldwell, Reedsville Eastern, the sixth seed and 11th seed, Eastern advances in the postseason due to a no contest from Portsmouth. Uh, again, uh, they move forward. They get a week off. They get a week to train. Uh, but just in this region 27 right here, we have a couple teams that moved on. Uh, Cuttonville Valley and Notre Dame. Uh Connaughton Valley, uh, the 12 seed advances on a no contest, and they have Newark Catholic, the five seed, uh, and then I think that's the one there. Of course, we we know that Belpre advances. I think they've got Fort Fry coming up, not this week again, next week on the 16th. Um, so it is a, or that would be the 17th, their Division Six. So either way, you know, a couple teams are experiencing some COVID outbreaks, and yeah, it's never a good sign. Is that the reasoning? That or, I, didn't, I just saw they decided not to play. Is it just decided not? Either way, I mean, some were, like in Belpre's case, I think the, the team, Newcomerstown, um, somebody tested positive for COVID, and then they, they had to advance past it. Uh, the, the only reasoning on the website is a no contest, but I know a couple teams have had to opt out or back out at the last second because of, you know, the virus and, and concerns about spreading it. Um, and it gets back down to what we talked about last Thursday to where, you know, it's an unprecedented postseason. All these teams, if you opted in, you get to make it, uh, and, you, and you get to have your shot at the postseason. And if you, you're out early, you can still continue on with the regular season up until, I think, 10 games, uh, that 10-week regular season that you would have had. Uh, so there is some flexibility there that, that's nice. But, you know, when you're dealing with the virus and everything, you, you got to play it safe. And unfortunately, if you catch it now and you've opted in, I mean, you really can't go back on this. Yeah, there's not an option to reschedule because, you know, you no. can't, you're not going to push back the rest of the postseason just for one team uh, exactly. that's had an outbreak uh, having to all of a sudden not play. Um, yeah, but it, uh, I don't know. It's interesting. I didn't like the report I saw. It just tweeted that they weren't going to make the trip. It, it didn't say anything about COVID or anything else. Um, but I don't. I wouldn't think you'd be allowed to just drop out after opting in for any other reason. So you would assume that has something to do with it there. 
Uh, but what's also noticeable is the two teams, at least in Region 27, as well as the Belpre game of now, they were a little bit closer, those two teams. But the lower seeds are all the ones who are the ones that have dropped out so far from the, one, from the examples I've seen. We haven't seen a, a higher-seeded team drop out against a lower-seeded team. And I think that makes sense, right? Because if you're having a COVID issue and you're already the lower seed, so, you, so you're already probably going to be underdogs in the matchup. Now, of course, there's going to be some exceptions like – Belpre and the team they were playing, it was 16-17. You know, that's probably a tough one to call there. Probably could either go either way. But I think Eastern was supposed to, you know, be favored over Scioteville by by a little bit. I mean, it's 11-22 matchup there. Scioteville hasn't had a very successful season. So I feel like if you're dealing with COVID, you know, if you're a bigger school with a lot more talent, you can try to you know, get everybody else tested and, you know, play with your backups. They might be just as good, if not better still. But uh, if you're one of these lower-seeded teams, you're having an issue with that or you just think that uh, it's not in your best interest to go out and play this game anyway because in a normal season you wouldn't make the playoffs, then I guess maybe you decide to opt out. It's a little late, in my opinion, to come to that conclusion. But Well, right. I mean, that's why that I think that there's something more behind the scenes, that it's not just a no contest. Because once you get out there and once you say, hey, you're opting in, you know, you knew who you were going to face last Thursday. And depending on whatever you did Friday, now you're talking about, all right, you know what, what seed you are. The brackets came out on Thursday. You have your game on Friday. Then there's Saturday, Sunday, and yesterday, all to come to a conclusion and try to figure out, you know, are they going to have a game or are they going to you know, partake in the postseason, which is why it's just weird on a Tuesday that you're going to opt out and, and back out if it's anything other than health reasons. Now, people can opt out for whatever reasons they, they want to have, but it's just, if you weren't going to participate to begin with, then why opt in, you know? And, and that's why I believe, you know, that it could be something medical, it could be whatever, you know, but it is what it is. You yeah. Know, they, uh, you get the bye week if you're the team. Luckily, you know, teams in the area here have, have been all right. They've been doing the right things. Uh, they've been working hard, and they've been, you know, again, keeping themselves good to go all throughout the season. We just had that one cancellation between Athens and Wellston, and that was the only, you know, concern uh, during that time between the two uh, because somebody from Athens or somebody from Wellston, whatever it was, uh, tested positive for COVID. Um, but that was the only real case down in Southeast Ohio when it comes to high school football. And so, again, they're, they're doing the right things here. But you know, elsewhere, you know, the, the virus is a little bit different than it is down here in Southeast Ohio. So some teams might be dealing it with, with it a little bit differently. And if they had to make this last-second call to, to back out on the Tuesday before game day, um, it's tough. Tough situation for, for teams who have to, to make that call now. Yeah, and it was Paul Boggs on Twitter where I saw the uh, report that Eastern would not uh, – End up playing Scioteville, right? Yeah. Uh, and as I said in the tweet, it doesn't really specify why. Uh, but again, you would assume at this point, if you're dropping out, it's going to have to be COVID-related. Paul Boggs says he's out of uh, Portsmouth, which is where that Notre Dame team that uh, also decided not to play. I believe that's where they're located, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, it seems like a pretty credible source there. He, he said he confirmed that uh, the Eastern game will not be happening and now you got to pivot here if you're eastern right you spent the past couple days here preparing for a playoff game against this team and now all of a sudden you're not playing a game you know connor i, I 
guess I could pose this question to you. Would you consider trying to schedule some other kind of matchup for this Friday or just kind of, you know, maybe take a couple rest days, start focusing on Caldwell? Or, what, I don't know. What do you think you do? Because, I mean, just like that, you went from having to play a, a, a do-or-die game on Friday night to you don't have to play one of those until all the way till a week and a half from now. Right. I mean, if, if it was up to me, you already faced Caldwell. Right. I mean, if you're Eastern, this is a rematch of week one right now. Caldwell, they lost to him 34 to 20. Um, so, it, again, they do advance. If you missed it earlier on in the broadcast, uh, it was a no contest with, with, between Eastern and Sakotaville. Uh, but, you know, I think that you just take the week off. You already know that team. You've already seen that team this season. Uh, you really don't have they're not playing this week, so you really can't scout them. Um you know, just I would just practice hard all week long. It would be different. I don't know if it would be different if, if they didn't play him earlier on this year or not. Uh, I mean, I would just, if it were up to me, take the week off, make sure everybody's doing the right thing, stay healthy, because this is the time of the season that matters, and then, you know, game plan and, and get better from where you were week one. And I think Eastern has done that all year long, and they've gotten better week in and week out. I mean, it's a two two score loss to Caldwell. They lost by a, a field goal to Trimble, and that those are their only two losses. Trimble's the number one seed in Region Twenty Seven. Yeah, I you know Troy's take on that was kind of that. Well, that was you know Eastern Super Bowl, so they got up for that game. Well, I mean, if they can get up to play Trimble week two in the regular season, they can get up to try to get a rematch win over Caldwell. I think in the postseason. Don't I mean? Don't underestimate the Eagles. They got a they got a good team, uh, and they beat a good Waterford team right. too. Yeah, ten I mean, to eight. Yeah. And they've been in some tough matchups that some of these teams have been used to just blowing out everybody they've been playing all season. But East, uh, Eastern's been battle-tested. They played a tough game to Caldwell week one, only lost by a couple scores, Trimble 10-7. I mean, if they don't turn the ball over to set up that Blake Guffey field goal, who knows what happens in that game. A 10-8 win over Water for another grinded-out defensive battle. So, you know, this team is uh, they've, they're going to be ready to go. And it's a good point that you bring up as well, the fact that Caldwell also won't be playing a game Friday, so it's not like they're going to have that kind of advantage over you because they also already knew they were going to have a bye week to begin with. Well, right. I mean, it, again, you can either go out there, you can try to have you know, your 10-game your regular season, you can try to play every single week. But you know, this year it's weird because you get the benefit of, all right, let's say a team cancels on you or whatever. You didn't have to worry about, all right, now we've got to reschedule this ASAP because we need the computer points to make it in and get a good seating. Now, that, that doesn't happen this year. Now it's just, all right, it doesn't matter that you're not playing a game. You don't get any benefit for playing a game coming up this week. Uh, you know, again, if you advanced, we're talking solely for, for Eastern. Obviously, Athens has to go out there, Western Brown, and win to advance into the postseason. But, you know, when it comes to Eastern's case, they don't have to worry about you know, trying to reschedule a game or, or really do anything. They've advanced in the postseason. I would, if I were them, take the week off, practice hard each and every day, and get ready to go against Caldwell because you've already seen them. You know, you, you know what this team has. You know what you have to do. And I have to just go out there and do it. I think there's going to be a lot of upsets in this postseason just because of, you know, some teams had a tougher conference than other teams, which would lead to lower seating for, for others. Uh, so it, it's really just go out there, play hard-nosed football, and do the best that you can and see how far you can go. Yeah, I, I think you make a good point there with the upsets, but, I mean, if you're the Caldwell coaching staff here, you can't, 
You've seen them. You know what they got. So if you allow and, yourself yeah. to think you're going to upset, uh, you, you know, you got this team on lock, uh, that's a that's a blunder by the coaching staff at that point. Uh, they should totally be ready for Eastern. They've seen what they had. Uh, I do think Eastern has improved throughout the season for sure. I mean, after just being held to seven by Trimble, you know, they put up some big numbers. And, of course, Waterford, a really good defensive team. I mean, we can talk about the top three in the hockey. All, I mean, when they all played each other, no one scored more than 14 points. Um, and Trimble scored the most between all of them with 14 points against Waterford. Yeah. And that was the largest score differential, too, because it was 14 to nothing. But that's really when Trimble's defense got cooking. You know, you, you got Southern scoreless, Belpre scoreless, Waterford scoreless, South Gallia scoreless, and then that earned you, you know, that, that number one seed in region uh, 27 to, to advance and uh, get that first round by. But, you know, Trimble's defense is pretty good. Eastern's defense is pretty good. Waterford's defense was pretty good. And, you know, those two, all, what all three of those what, teams. What, but what separates two out of the three is two of the teams have the threat of throwing the ball, and that's Trimble and Eastern. We've seen Waterford when they've had to do that this year. Uh, it hasn't panned out too well for them. Uh, and that's going to be an issue at some point in the postseason. I mean, I believe they could run into the three-seed river if they win their first game against Miller, which you would assume Waterford is going to take care of Miller. No problem. But uh, I believe they go on to play, uh, yeah, river after that if they go on to win that game. And that's, that's, that's going to be a tough matchup. I mean, I know Michael Roth told me he believed they got, they got snubbed of the, uh, of the two-seed. If you're looking for Waterford, you're in Region 23 there, pal. Right. That'd be, yeah, there we go. I found Waterford. It's, it's been a long day. Uh, but Waterford, yeah, the 14 seed, Croning Miller, Miller Falcons, they're the 19. Whoever gets it gets Hannibal River, the three seed. And again, that'd be on the 16th of October uh, for. Uh, you know, Division Seven. It's like the but, it's like the TVC hockey never changed. It's Week Seven and Waterford and Miller are playing, so it's it's going to yeah. be a uh, so you got a regular feeling there for Waterford. You got to imagine Waterford's going to advance over Miller, and then a tough matchup with River. Uh, what would you say, Roth? It, and Roth knows a lot about a lot, but um, <laughs> what what he thinks that River could have gotten the two seed. He believes that they should have. Yes, but he has a lot of strong positions that I don't necessarily agree with at times. <laughs> Just don't tell him that. Yeah, I don't I don't, don't want to get into a debate with him on, on the subject. No, but still, uh, you know, Waterford's in a, in a good position, I think. You I mean, let's see. I mean, it could be uh, Waterford and Eastern matchup. Uh, you know, if Waterford upsets River and if Eastern can get past Coldwell. I think that would be pretty cool. You get a rematch of, of the TVC Hawking. Yeah. but And then, of course, you're going to have someone probably end up playing Trimble in the uh, in the regional championship, that would be, right? Or the semifinal, something like that. Yeah, so you'd need... i got to zoom this bracket out here. So you got the uh, state semifinal, which is on the 13th. You go back one, the regional final, and that would be where they're on opposite ends of the bracket. Right. So you could potentially, depending on how Eastern Waterford do... Uh, you could potentially have you know, Trimble go all the way down into the regional finals and then face either the 14-seeded uh, Waterford or the 11-seeded uh, Eastern, which, again, I mean... I'd was, love to see Eastern and Trimble again. I mean, yeah, that was... 10-7, uh, to 7, and that's just because Blake Guffey could kick a field goal. Right. I mean, Heath and I have talked about it. I missed him last week because uh, with Alexander, I mean, that was the only game that you know, nobody had a field goal kicker that, that they probably could have used one. 
because Alexander could have gotten the lead just with that extra point. Um, yeah, and obviously Meg's two touchdowns, no extra points. So yeah. they had the twelve to six. I would make it my mission to turn some kid into a <laughs> kicker. I don't like kicking extra points. It's not that difficult. <laughs> I mean, if I, I if I lined up right now, I bet I could hit five out of ten extra points. Well, yeah, but you're also what now, two right. two three years removed from high school right now. Right, exactly. So you're proving my point. Yeah, well, you're not eligible. Oh, I mean, I can't kick for someone right now. I'm just saying, <laughs> Yeah. line me up. I'll make a couple. I bet you we scored four touchdowns. We're getting at least two extra points. You have me back there. 50%? Left-footed. Left-footed. So it's a flip of a coin with you, huh? I mean, that's just, you know, if we go out there right now, randomly, I mean, you give me some time to practice, I can... Uh, figure it out it's like kicking a kickball man you got you got a block you get a it's a advantage you got a little lift off the ground there i guess you know you you could have had you know bobcats are coming back on the 4th of november yeah i don't think they're running the promotion anymore but you, you could have been one of those field goal kickers out there yeah, i don't think anybody came close to kicking that field goal last year what was the reward? Like a hundred dollars or something? Yeah, something like that. Most of them don't even get it off the ground. That's the confusing part. It's literally the ball <laughs> starts off the ground. Yeah, literally, you can place it anywhere. You got your friend who can hold it. You get, <laughs> and you're the one who's kicking it. I mean, yeah. there's no other variables you got to worry about. No, um, except you got to wear the shoes that you're wearing. Right. Somebody, I mean, I'm not going to yeah. say it'd be pretty me kicking the ball, but I can I can get it through the uprights. An extra point if we get a little bit further, then uh, it might be an issue after so that. You, you're just saying you can get it above the defensive line. I you think. can get it above the defense and over the uprights. Yes. From from extra point range, I can get a couple. Just a couple. I yeah. think we'll go out there and do it. I'll show you. Listen, we'll I can't. find some field. I'm not saying I could go out there and do it. But I know Guffey can do it. Guffey hit his his field goal when they needed him most. He's kicked a lot of extra points for Trimble so far this year. You know, if he's not the TVC Hawking Player of the Year, I don't know who is. Oh, he's a stud. I mean, he's just done everything. Yeah. I mean, for what, what Guffey has been able to do this year, and that's why I'm excited to see what Trimble can do coming up on the 16th, because he, regardless if it's Monroe Central or Strasburg-Franklin, it uh, doesn't matter what the team is, Trimble can throw this year. It's not all just the wishbone offense for the Tomcats as they go into the postseason. That shows you how it's, flexible Coach Ferris is, you know, just to be able in one year like that be able to change up the offense to – to, to uh, uh, fit around the new guys that he, that he had to worry about bringing in. And, you know, Lackey had a bit of a stronger arm. Kittle could throw, make a big throw every now and then, but it wasn't, you know, their bread and butter when he was the quarterback. So uh, it's just impressive how he's been able to, you know, adapt the uh, the offense to, to fit around the new pieces he has this year. Because, I mean, when you have a guy, a wide receiver like Guffey, that's your best athlete on the field, you got to be able to throw the ball and get it out to him. And, yeah. Uh, They've done that this year. And, I mean, as Heath said plenty of times, anytime the ball is, like, in his radius, Heath just goes up and snatches it. He doesn't ever wait for it to come to him. He gets his arms elevated, catches at the high point, does everything you're supposed to do as a receiver. So I think the, the thing that impressed me most about Guffey, and I know we didn't see him all, we saw four out of six weeks. Right? I think we had two games that, that were not Trimble-based for the Athens County game of the week. And the most impressive catch that I think that I saw Guffey make, well, I know that I saw him make it, I think it was the most impressive catch, was when the ball was released before even Guffey had even seen it. He was over on the left side, and he just turns his head, catches it up near his left ear, and then runs for you know a first down or something. But 
uh, he didn't even know the ball was thrown. He just made that adjustment, made the catch, and then was able to you know, do what he does best. But that was a tremendous you know, play for Guffey, and it was a uh, tremendous season so far that he's had. And, of course, the entire, you know, entirety of the Tomcat offense has been pretty good as well. But we got more Ohio football action to, to break down. We'll step aside for just a short break. On the other side, yeah, more high school football. We'll, we'll see what we got. It's a sports fan presented by JNK Contracting at 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, JK Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at JK be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call JK Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Is pain from an injury interrupting your life's game plan? With comprehensive and minimally invasive surgical services available at multiple locations and an affiliation with Marshall Orthopedics, Holzer has the team to keep you off the sideline. With Holzer on your team, you'll be in the game for the moments that matter most. Holzer Health System. Excellent care every time. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy. Your football buddy. Or you, your best man, your worst man. <gasps> you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its Pre-Diabetes Awareness Partners. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon. Amazon and brick and mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-213-9259. 800-213-9259. That's 800-213-9259. Don't miss Southeast Ohio's local music showcase, Ruby Soup, a show all about the artists and bands of Ohio every Monday night. Hosted by me, Paul Holden, right here on Southeast Ohio's number one hit station, Power 105. 
Stay on top of the news every hour at the top of the hour with CBS News Radio on Classic Hits 97 and 97.1 FM, WATH. Too many choices can be overwhelming. Hmm, do I get the sausage biscuit or sausage McMuffin? It's called choice overload. But McDonald's makes breakfast easy. Just mix and match two of your select faves like any size soft drink or southern style sweet tea, sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin, or hash browns for just $2. Okay, so I'm ordering the sausage biscuit and... Start your morning at McDonald's. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal, single item at regular price. Valid when product served. Local teams, local opinions. The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. It's the Sports Fan right here on the 97s and WATH. Mills of the Mike along with Joy Medor. Sports Fan presented by JK Contracting. And on this 6th day of October, 67 degrees and sunny outside. Yeah, they got the disappointing news. If you're a music fan, of course, this is Classic Hits 970 WATH. But Eddie Van Halen passed away from cancer earlier today. I got to imagine there's going to be a lot of tributes out there. I know a lot of, uh, a lot of music that, that he's created that's touched a lot of people. But uh, So Van Halen does pass away at uh, today due to cancer. Um, but sad news on that front. Uh, I know that, you know, at least in the sports world, we, uh, back in high school, I used to run out to Right Now by Van Halen. Yeah, he had the nice little musical intro, and yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, at least yeah, it fit for wrestling and things. I think that we had the best, you know, run-out music, but, um, yeah, obviously I would be a little bit biased to that. Um, but either way, coming up, this week, we're going to shift Athens over to the power station, 105.5 FM, as the Athens Bulldogs take on the Western Brown Broncos. Uh, Broncos 3-2 on the season. Athens Bulldogs are at 2-3. and three. Uh, They are at 2-2 two and two in the TVC Ohio right now, out of the, you know, the uh, TVC Ohio contention for the title. That only would depend on if Athens beats Wellston, but you know we talked about that a lot yesterday. Uh, but coming up, you know, Nathan White really has to adjust his plan. He's got to adjust for, you know, new quarterback, try to adjust for a new offense, and really throw the kitchen sink at the Broncos because why not? You know, you got to figure out something. This is a team that the Western Brown Broncos have not scored less than 60 all no, season no, long. That's not right. Or no, 40. They haven't scored less than 40. They scored 29 in a game. Okay, so they haven't scored less but than... But in all the other games, they scored 40 or more, yes. Okay. So I was, I was. When did they score the twenty nine? What, what week? Uh, they were. It was week four okay. against Goshen, twenty nine fifteen win. Yeah, they averaged forty. They averaged forty nine points a game though. This is a high powered offense. Uh, and you know we've we've seen Athens defense play well at, at times throughout this year. Mainly in the second halves of games, they've usually gotten better. But Nelsonville York kind of started to get the best of them in the second half last week. And there are a lot of other factors going on there. Nelsonville York was uh, playing some really good football. At the time, you lose your starting quarterback. Uh, can't really get the run game going after that. Have to become one-dimensional. Uh, Nelsonville, York, more experience up front than Athens was. And uh, that's been a kind of the story of the season for Athens so far this season, just being banged up up front early on and not having certain guys play due to COVID and stuff like that. So uh, you're, you're fighting an uphill battle. Now, what I will say about this team, despite scoring 49 a game, they had a game where they scored 54 and lost. They had a game where they scored 61 and lost. 
You know, they've given up 34. They've given up 20 in games. They give up points, right? Uh, right. And I think that kind of helps Athens because I feel like a lot of the season, the offense has come off of big plays, right? Look at the first touchdown of the season, 80-plus yard touchdown to Braden Whiting. This, this offense lives off the big chunk plays. Uh, and at times they've been able to sustain long drives, but it hasn't really been the M.O. They've been able to push the ball down the field quick, quick strike, things like that. They've had kind of had to because they've been down uh, by multiple scores in the second half a few times this year where they tried to mount a comeback. So you're hoping that that plays into their hands, the fact that it seems like this, this defense for Western Brown is, you know, susceptible to giving up big plays. Uh, but first and foremost, I think you got to keep an offense like this off the field as much as possible. So, I, you know, I would assume Coach White's going to want to try to establish a run game. But at what point do you say, you know, we haven't been able to run the football all season. I mean, how, how much can we try to lean on it now? Well, it's a different opponent this time with the Broncos, right? It's a team that I, I think this is the first matchup in, in each school's history between the two. Um, so th- there's not a whole lot of familiarity between them. And we're talking about a Western Brown defense that, again, has given up a lot of points this season. It's a defense that has struggled. And, you know, that might be a, a opportunity for the Bulldogs to stay in it. You know, they, they got to exploit the weakness, and, and the only weakness for that team that we can see, I mean, we're just looking at the paper, we haven't seen the Broncos, but you got to look at it and see, all right, they're giving up a lot of points. They've given up a lot of points all year long. You got to figure out a way, you know, to, to capitalize on that if you're the Bulldogs. Yeah, absolutely. You got to try to find ways to uh, exploit the defense. Yeah, it, It's a tough spot to be in because it seems like their team, obviously, have... Massive big playability. I mean, you average 49 points a game. It's not by accident. And, I mean, there are two losses. The combined record of those two teams uh, was 10-2. and two. So they play some good teams. Uh, and they, the, the only local team that I, I kind of notice on their schedule just from Gridiron, and you would know them too because the FAC, they played Hillsborough. And uh, Hillsborough, historically not that great. They didn't have a, they had a kind of a down year this year as well. They beat them 62-6. to six. So they're very capable of running up the score on teams. So Hillsborough had a good team a couple years ago. Our fre- my freshman year, you're right. Yeah. They, uh, I believe they won the conference. Like, uh, I don't wasn't that it? Or they at least got a share. Didn't they, they beat Jackson that year? Or maybe maybe um, maybe they made the playoffs. They, they, I think they beat Chillicothe. I can't remember what, what Hillsborough did. They made the playoffs. And that, that I can say for certain because I went to that playoff game. It was muddy. I mean, they lost the playoff game. Mm-hmm. But it was a uh, not, not the game that they wanted to play. But still, Hillsboro fell off. That's a big win for uh, uh, for Western Brown. Actually, had it backwards. They lost that year to Hillsboro. They lost to Chillicothe, but beat Jacks. Okay. Yeah, yeah somebody couldn't stop the the Hillsboro run. I couldn't remember if it was Jackson or Chillicothe, and I guess you know, Jackson. That was before. That might have been Eisenhower's what freshman year for Jackson. Nah, yeah. he was a Eisen- senior this past year. Senior. All right. So he's a junior. Might have been his first year starting. Yeah, I think it was his first year, yeah, under center. But anyway, so when you when you look at that for Athens, um, you got to keep him off the field as much as possible. You know, you 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 can't try to get into a shootout with this team because, uh, despite the fact that they have lost a couple shootouts this season, I don't think it's uh, I don't think you're going to go out there and see the Bulldogs with their backup quarterback put up 60 points and win a game, you know, 63 to 57 or something like that. Uh, if you want a shot, you got to try to keep him off the field control the time possession, win the game in the trenches. Um, 
And that's what you're going to have to try to do, control time of possession. Um, trying to know, get some turnovers. Just get it to the fourth quarter. That's a big thing coaches say. If you can get, keep it close, get into the fourth quarter, anything can happen at that point. Uh, but if you let it get too too uh, far away from you too early, it seems like this Western Brown team is just very good at uh, piling it on on offense. So you got to keep it close. And as I said, you know, just try to get to the fourth quarter. You're in a one-score game. Maybe you're up, and then you can try to hang on or, you know, once you get to the fourth quarter, you know, anything can happen in the game at that point. So just try to stay in it, stay in the fight. You know, I think Coach White's going to come up with a game plan. You know, it's hard to adjust on the fly, switching from Joey Moore to your sophomore backup quarterback mid-game in a big rivalry game against Nelsonville York that had potential conference title, you know, implications. You know, nobody anticipated Joey getting hurt and having to come out of that game. And what we also fail to realize is how much that affects the defensive side of the ball, too. He's one of the leading tacklers on the team. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, they have a week, this whole week to prepare. You know, they're going to study hard and try to figure out a way to uh, go out there and put up a fight with uh, Western Brown on Friday. It's, uh, it's a long trip. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I had to look it up. 124 miles to mm. make it to Western Brown and back. I mean, and back, yeah, the 124 again. But... Yeah. So that'd be 248. That'd be 248. That math. Um, it, it's a long trip. You want to make sure that you go there and you give it your best. It'd right? be a fun bus ride to win that one. Oh, It'd be a fun bus ride home. Two hours and five minutes. Yep, so that'd be plenty of celebrating in that time. Four hours and ten minutes on a bus. Mm. Just to leave from here to Athens all the way to Mount Orb. So and, you're on the uh, bus longer than you're playing the game. Yeah. So you got to go out there and, and just really make it worth it. And uh, I know we got Heath Frazee has to step aside this week. He's got obligations. Uh, we'll have Heath Clements calling the game with Brad Walker, as Brad's been calling you know, all the Athens games so far this year. And uh, so look forward to hearing, hearing about that. And, again, that's going to be on 105.5 WXTQ. And uh, you know, we got the app. You can go online, wxtq.com backslash power105. You can go directly right to the live stream and hear it. Uh, but it is a... An exciting game. It's in the postseason, and when you're at this stage of the season, you can't count anybody out. Yeah, I mean that's tough, man. I never, you know, never really had to deal with playing in high school, having to, you know, worry about uh, travel. I mean, I don't think I ever drove more than maybe half hour, forty five minutes for for any kind of game. And I remember being stiff coming off the bus after sitting there that long. I don't know if you ever had that situation, Connor, but I mean, how do you get, you know, two hours? On, how do you get loose after that? You know, it's got to be. This, I don't want to hear about travel until you've woken up at 3.30 in the morning, gotten to the school about 4.30, had to take a two-hour drive, freezing. I mean, there was no heat on the bus. Why were you getting to a game at 6.30 in the morning? Or Wrest a match, whatever you were doing. Yeah, wrestling match. Weigh-ins are at 7. You got to get there early. Good Lord. And there was, it was the, uh, the state, state championship you know, matches. It was the uh, yeah, state championship matches, so... Even still, uh, you got to get up, you got to get ready. And, uh, you know, whoever prepares best, well, we'll really have that shot to, uh, to go out there and get it. Um, I think Nathan White does a nice job with the Bulldogs. Uh, you know, gets them ready to go each week in, week out. Uh, a lot of good coaches in the TVC Ohio. You know, Rusty Richards, of course, you know, coming off that big win against Athens. Uh, of course, Phil Ferris, coach of the Tomcats. Uh, so we've got a lot of good coaching here, and I'm not too worried about the long trip for Nathan White at Athens. I think they'll be ready. Uh, now it's just, you know, can they 
keep Western Brown out of the end zone enough. They'll give up a couple touchdowns. It's a high-powered offense, at least what it looks like on paper from a distance. But if they can do that, then I think that Athens can stay in this game and maybe even have a chance to advance. But got to wait and see. See what the game plan is. See how the Bulldogs respond after coming off a weak loss. We'll take another break right here on the Sports Fan. And on the other side, it was a pretty big night in football. At uh, the two Monday night games back-to-back, Patriots losing to the Chiefs, and then the Packers with a a nice win. Aaron Rodgers has looked good all season long. You're listening to Sportsman on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-323-0633. 800-323-0633. That's 800-323-0633. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects. Let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Sports fan presented by JNK Contracting right on here this sixth day of October. Those are Mike Long, Joe Medor, and you know, it's uh, almost time to wrap up the show. Not quite yet. Monday Night Football was a big night. You saw almost a perfect plan executed by Bill Belichick. However, I mean, they just did not have, they didn't have their quarterback. And that was painfully obvious. Stidham. And who was the other guy that they threw out there, Joey, for, for uh, the Patriots? Brian Hoyer started. Hoyer, yeah. Hoyer started. And Stidham, neither one of them looked good last night. And just a, you know, Kansas City wins. They're a talented team. They're well coached. Uh, but I, I thought Bill Belichick really did a nice job coaching that game, except uh, he didn't get the win. I but, mean, yeah, he had hose on a couple calls, too, there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's 
first of all, it's laughable that people tried to make it out that there was a quarterback competition going on in New England uh, during the preseason uh, between Stidham and, and Newton because, my goodness, I mean, Stidham and Hoyer looked rough last night. So, you know, the fact that, you know, they signed Cam Newton for what they got him for is, uh, is a miracle because, I mean, <laughs> you saw what they would be offensively if Cam Newton wasn't on the field. And, of course, I mean, he might miss next week's game, too. We'll see if uh, we'll see when, when he tests negative for, for coronavirus. But, my God, do they need him back because that offense was atrocious. I mean, Hoyer, you're, you're, you're in the red zone, no timeouts. It's 6-3 to three with, like, 12 seconds left in the half. Every, I mean, God, Connor, if you were out there, you would have known to not take a sack. Throw it out of bounds over the, chuck it through the back of the end zone. It doesn't matter where you throw it. Just get it off. It would have been 6-6 six, six at halftime with the, the, with the, is the best team in the NFL, and you had him stifled on offense. And then, right. you know, then they're driving down the field again to start a second half, and he gets stripped. And then Stidham, my God. I mean, the pick six wasn't his fault. Uh, it was a clear drop by Edelman. Uh, I'm not even, I wouldn't even call that a drop. I mean, yeah, it hit his hands. To to call it a drop is kind. I mean, he should have <laughs> he should have caught that ball. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy that you know. I, I know. What was he? A um, Kent State guy, right? Yeah. Edelman. Yep. Yeah. I mean, quarterback, wide receiver, nice story. He's had a, a decent career for Edelman. However, you know, you got to catch the ball. It, it went literally right through Edelman's hands yeah. and right into the hands of the, the Chiefs defender and then took it back for pick six. Like, you cannot, if you're a good football team, which I think the Patriots, they're not going to win. I think the Bills are the better team. Uh, you know, Buffalo Bills are definitely better than, than the Patriots this year. With Cam Newton, the Patriots but can be a playoff team. They can definitely be a playoff team, and you need to catch balls like that. He put it right in your hands. Yeah, It went through. You know, you had ample opportunity there wasn't really a whole lot of people around him all he had to do catch it take a couple yards and then get hit but i mean edelman just that that was not was not a uh, a good game by him yeah, just pretty bad based off of that one play i mean <laughs> that's pretty pretty bad uh mishap you yeah, know when it, it goes from the goes the other way i mean it's tough you hold mahomes at 236 yards pretty pedestrian for you know his numbers, I mean, Hill and Kelsey to combine only had seven catches, you know. They did what they had to do on defense to, to have a shot to win the game, but, yeah, they just didn't have a chance. You can't score ten points and beat the Chiefs. It's just never never going to happen. No. Uh, and, again, I, I think that Belichick got his guys ready to go. You know, he had a nice plan in place to defeat Andy Reid and the Chiefs, but his guys just could not execute. And, yeah, a couple calls went against him. There was that fumble that should have went the way of the Patriots and then what was it a penalty that went in favor of the Chiefs there was so yeah obviously the fumble which was I mean, <laughs> I mean clear as day a, a fumble he wasn't down uh, it would have been an interception if it wasn't a fumble because the ball never hit the ground yeah. so if you're going to try to say some kind of some kind of weird tuck rule type thing well they picked it off too so it, it, you know that wouldn't have came into play and who knows what happens there I mean you know you can't guarantee it's a touchdown it's a lineman he might have got run down if the play wasn't whistled dead and it's not like the Pats seemed encouraging enough to guarantee they would have scored a touchdown if they get the ball there. But, yeah, then there was the Mahomes play on the sideline where he got, you know, someone touched his shoulder and he <laughs> fell 15 yards past where he got touched. And, yeah, I saw that. You know, that 15-yard penalty, there was a, there was a weird holding call uh, against Kelsey that gave him a big first-down conversion. Yeah, 
Yeah, the stripes kind of favored uh, Kansas City last night. And, you know, I mean, a referee never decides a football game. There's just too much stuff that happens. But they could definitely have a, an impact uh, with, you know, plays like that. Right. Do I think the Patriots still would have lost even though a couple of those calls went the wrong way? Yeah, I think so. I think the Chiefs are just the, the better team. Uh, but it obviously did not help and made it a lot worse than it probably could have been. Uh, you know, with, with those calls going it's against just, the Patriots, it's just so bad, man. Like with the NFL, the, just the the whole when you blow a play dead, that turns into a turnover, and that like just let it play out. And if it's not a turnover, you you're gonna be able to review it, but let the play play out. That way, because if you blow the play dead, even if it is a turnover, there's nothing you can do. You blew the play dead, right? I mean, you can go back and change something that has happened, but if you already cut it short you can work with more when you have more you can work with it when you have less it's hard to work with something like that and to blow it dead like they did last night you got to let it play out i agree with you there and just rough one for uh for the patriots to be sure and that's not something that you're used to hearing you know in 20 years with belichick and brady um they, they were a pretty good combo last year they were not <laughs> I mean, that offense just really couldn't do anything. They had a pretty good defense, and they lost to the Dolphins week 17. 17. Yeah. So, either way, um, Patriots, not as scary as they have been, but still pretty good football team. Chiefs, I don't think they're going to take over the the title that Belichick and Brady really had, but it's a pretty, pretty good football team that the Chiefs have created. Yeah, I'm fairly tired of hearing about how great the Chiefs are, to be honest. I mean, it's just like... Well, I, they're not Patriot-like yet, are they? No, are absolutely, you? Ab- no, absolutely not. No. I mean, the Patriots beat them in an AFC Championship game a couple years ago. Well, yeah, that was before they won the Super Bowl. Like, you know, make nine Super Bowls in, in a 20-year stretch. Then we can start talking about the Patriots. I mean, it, like... It's not a normal thing to have what they did. And, you know, the Chiefs have weaknesses. They could have lost a Chargers game. They played lights out against the Ravens, so I'll give them that. They definitely deserve to win that one. But look at them last night. That offense, if you can play discipline on defense, keep them in front of you, get some pass rush, don't let Hilaire run all over the field, they can be stopped on offense. There's a way, there is a way to slow down this Chiefs offense. I know no one believes it, but it, it exists out there. And uh, you've seen it a couple times this year. Right. You know, and Chargers, prime example. I mean, the Chargers had a, a pretty good defense. Obviously, you know, Burrow knows that they had a pretty good defense because Chargers were able to go through and, the, and sack them a couple times. The big, the big thing about the Chiefs is they always have one or two Mahomes plays in the Chargers game, it was when he was rolling to the right and threw the bomb to Tariq Hill that kind of changed that entire game on a third and long. Uh, I mean, they made a bunch of wow plays against the Ravens. And then, you know, last night, too, he finds Kelsey on the sideline rolling out as a big play. They just always, even if you slow them down, they're just going to get one or two plays where are just like, you can't do anything to defend that. And you just got to hope they're not touchdowns, but uh, they usually are with them. And that's why, you know, they're going to be in every single game. Uh, you know, there's just... You never see the Chiefs' offense be completely stifled for four consecutive quarters. Right. And they're going to make that big play like you've been talking about. You know, that is what Mahomes has been known for, to make those wow plays, whether it be a sidearm play, whether to air it down deep downfield, what have you. Mahomes always comes up big in the biggest spots, and that's why he's kind of gotten the notoriety that he has. Um, 
you know, maybe you know he doesn't have the stats that Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady have compiled over the years. He just doesn't have the years in, in the NFL to have that experience yet. But you know he he is one of the NFL's best quarterbacks, if not the best. Uh, uh, he got paid five hundred million for a reason. Yeah, he is going to be good. He is good, and he will be good for a while. Um, I don't know if he'll have the twenty years that that Brady has, but either way, Mahomes will be a force to be reckoned with for the next what was twelve year contract, if I remember correctly, with the uh, Kansas City. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. So he's going to be there for a long time. 740-592-6646, 740-592-6646. Phone lines are always open right here on the Sports Stand, presented by J&K Contracting. As we get ready, we get through the week. It's only Tuesday, but we got a big week up ahead of us and a couple big weeks coming forward. It's the Athens County Game of the Week coming up next week with Trimble and uh, Nelsonville, York. Trimble Tomcats on Power 105. Nelson York Buckeyes over on 105. That's a Friday and Saturday game as Division 6, as the Buckeyes are, will be uh, on that Saturday. And then Tomcats on the Friday. And then, of course, we're moving Athens from uh, 970 over, over to uh, Power 105 for their upcoming game. We talked about it with Western Brown. But it's a uh, big, big couple weeks coming ahead. And then, with Blink and I, it'll already be basketball season, which, mm. to me, is, is going to be crazy. I, I, I can't believe it's, it's already going to be, I think, the 24th, 25th is when that season, first game, can happen for uh, high school basketball. So of what, October? No, uh, November. Oh, okay. So no, 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 not, not October. We've still got it. But, I mean, it's almost a month away. And that's just... Uh, I get it. I mean, it's it's been a weird year. It's been a weird, you know, whole season. But uh, they uh, they were able to get something going, and hopefully they're able to get you know the basketball tournament going as well, because that would be uh, another sense of normalcy as they bring it back. Yeah, um, yeah. It's going to be you know we we've talked about at the beginning of the show. We're starting to see these teams more often run into uh, coronavirus issues. Um, and it's going to be a real question, right, When if you got a stud team and you find out a couple of the kids got COVID and uh, that you might not be able to play. Uh, we'll see what kind of ethics uh, some of these uh, head football coaches have. I mean, obviously, you, you would hope they're going to err on the side of caution, just chalk it up, hey, you know, it's a weird year, you know. Maybe winning it all this year ain't that important anyway, but uh, well, see, here's I don't a- know, man. I wouldn't be surprised if... Uh, we get some dishonest COVID reports as we uh, move in through this. Well, here's an interesting question, right? Let's say we get down to the state final game, and two teams, one team has COVID. Mm. Do you forfeit the state finals game mm. after the whole season? Like, would that be fair? Be brutal. <laughs> I mean, I would be. Do, do you even take? Uh, do you take the trophy as if you're on the other side of it? I mean, you're just like. It's know. one thing for the first round to have a no contest. But it's another thing to where if you're playing these meaningful games, if you're in the regional finals, if you're in the state semifinals, and you get it to advance because of illness, I mean, that's, I don't know, that, that'd that be a disappointing way to, to advance and, and go further on into the season. Yeah. And, I Could mean, happen. You know, not to belittle anybody playing this weekend, but we're not really going to be expecting any of these teams that opted out this week or that are going to get the bot, get the move on or that are going to play their game normally, you know, 
probably not going to see a team playing this weekend in, you know, a regional final, a state final four or something like that. So, you know, I think this is probably going to be the most often we see these teams deciding to uh, pull out. But, you know, it, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting, man. I, you know, how do you go into, you know, you lose your quarterback, a couple wide receivers, a running back, half your deep something due to COVID. You know, that that's going to change a lot. And uh, it could end up costing a team. And also, it, so let's say you have, you know, a couple, couple players. Are you going to force the rest of the team to have to go get a test and then try to figure out if you can play or not? It's, it's, uh, it's, I feel, feel like we could see some interesting scenarios going on the next few weeks here. I think you'd have to, right? I mean, if one person tests positive and you know that they tested positive, then you got to do the contact tracing. And, you know, with football, everybody's close contact. Right. If you're practicing, I mean, you can't, you got to tackle the guy. Yep. Right? So if one guy get test positive, then the whole team and coaching staff and anybody involved uh, would, would be at risk. But that would be a uh, interesting – I'm interested to see how people will deal with it, if it happens. I hope it doesn't happen. I hope it's a, uh, as clean as a postseason as they could have. I mean, know, we're expanding the, the amount of people allowed at, at, uh, at Bengals and Browns games. So, I mean, you would assume that means uh, – some good things. I don't know. I, uh, I'm not in charge of playing the, the press conferences anymore, so I don't really follow what the governor has to say too often. No, they did get the uh, 12,000 12, in uh, Paul Brown Stadium, 12,000 over in um, Cleveland for the Browns games. So you get the uh, little bit of an increase. You got to have a little bit more fans, but no more than 12,000 is, is what they've said. So that's a... Uh, Hopefully high school can then expand. <laughs> you know, Troy and I would like it, but got to wait and see. By the way, this has been the Sportsman right here on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. Uh, big thanks to the listeners for listening in. We come your way next tomorrow right at 6.06. Coming up next right now, CBS News at the top of the hour. For Joy Medora, this is Connor Mills signing off. I'll see you tomorrow.